Just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to an up all night edition of the Times Union Jaguars podcast that still has no name, but it does have a lot of action as free agency is only a couple days away. Rhino Howler and the Jaguars are busy, maybe busier than we would have thought. Well, good morning, Philip, and I'm trying to look back at my text string here uh, between you and me. The original text was at 4.16 a.m. I <laughs> turned over and i said that can't be my phone it's 4 16 a.m <laughs> and uh, it was from you saying you know robinson in chicago and then uh you know then we just sort of took it easy for two hours and then the uh, andrew norwell thing hit um i thought that free agency for the jaguars would be a couple of little things to add up or one huge thing well Turns out it could be one huge thing with uh, Norwell coming in to play left guard. But uh, let's start. Let's go in order of what things happened. Uh, I think we're on the same page on Allen Robinson. This was a mistake. I think it was a mistake. Even if you are the Jaguars and you say, okay, the price was just too steep. Allen Robinson, it sounds like he's going to sign a three-year contract worth $42 million with $25 million guaranteed with the Chicago Bears. If you say that's that's just far too much money, I still think... If you look at what the Dolphins did with Jarvis Landry and tagging Jarvis Landry and then flipping him to the Browns for a couple of picks, I think worst case scenario, the Jaguars could have done something similar uh, with Allen Robinson. Yeah, and you know when we when you when you raised that on Twitter last week and I retweeted it, people were like, "Well, how about if they would have gotten stuck with it? So what? Then you're and stuck you with a good player." Like, yeah, I mean, to me, it was a no lose situation for the Jaguars. I think maybe they, you know, they got too fancy, they got too cute. You know, and right now, you know, the reports on the Bears are, what, three years and then, like, what, 24 guaranteed? Yeah, like 24, 25 guaranteed. Yeah, so 80 a year. Uh, that should have been a deal that the Jaguars uh, should have been interested in. But clearly, they're trying to go back to the Stone Ages here and, you know, be a ground-and-pound team, which I think is a mistake. You, you had a good player in the house. You let him walk for nothing. Now that just creates another need, and not just another need, a need for a top receiver. Uh, it's a guy who had a sensational 2015. Um, 2016 wasn't what he'd hoped to be. Uh, and then last year was hurt. But ultimately, if the Jaguars, when they try and spin this, are going to say they don't want to pay that kind of money to a guy who has missed a year and a half of injuries. Um, to me, you know, that's a fact. But uh, what also is a fact is that he had 14 touchdowns uh, just uh, what, two years ago. Yeah, exactly. You just look around the league, and there's not too many guys who are scoring, particularly catching 14 touchdowns in one season. Allen Robinson is still just 24 years old, but 25 when the season starts next year. And going back, not to beat a dead horse, but just sort of going back to the, you know, would they have gotten stuck with him? It's very clear that 
Bears general manager Ryan Pace wanted Allen Robinson. I was following some, you know, Bears writers who said that this is a guy that Pace had his eye on. And if you had franchise tagged him, you could go to Pace and say, hey, this is your only chance to get him. Give us your, you know, third round or fourth round pick. Because I think the Bears maybe don't have their third round pick. Something like that. But, yeah, I just don't think it makes a lot of sense. One, because it's not a great free agent class with wide receivers, particularly with Sammy Watkins signing a deal with the Kansas City Chiefs. He was a guy who wasn't really that high on anyway. It's not a great draft for wide receivers, particularly not at the top. You're not going to get an impact guy at 29. Calvin Ridley will be gone. He's really the only, you know, sort of guy who you can step in and play right away, you think. So it's just, it's one of those things where it's a bad year to need a wide receiver, and suddenly the Jaguars probably need two. Yeah, and, you know, what they're becoming on offense right now is teams can play single high man, single high safety man coverage and stick an extra guy in the box. Well, that impacts your run game because clearly it did last year when you can stick, what, seven, seven, eight guys in the box. I mean, you don't see a lot of eight-man boxes. You do see a lot of seven against the Jaguars. Um, you know, they are – I mean, basically what they're trying to do right now is take the air out of the football again because uh, they said, well, it worked last year. Well, it didn't work last year. You came up one step short. You had a 20-10 to 10 lead. You could not run it. I think they – you know – you, they have to find some some guys at receiver now just to uh, – I have a call coming in. That's Joe DeSalvo, but we're going to uh, send him the voicemail, and he'll hear this when he listens to the podcast. Um, so on my train of thought on that one, trying to recapture that one, this team does not scare you downfield. Everybody says, well, Keelan Cole had a lot of big catches. They didn't have any big catches for the first seven games of the season, then he had sort of a flurry. Uh, the yeah, thing about really young receivers is inconsistency. Stretch. Yeah, inconsistency. Uh, you're counting on Cole and, and Westbrook to take big steps forward. That's a hell of a gamble. Yeah, I think, you know, D.D. Westbrook is going to progress into a guy who I think is an adequate number two receiver, but asking him to do it in his second season when he missed the first half of his rookie season, that seems like a big ask. And yeah, Keelan Cole, I think he had, what, like 750 receiving yards in the regular season, but it was really a three-game spurt there where he had, you know, probably more than half of that. So, I mean, all the yards count the same, but... You sort of have to wonder, is this a guy who's going to bring it week in and week out? An undrafted guy. He was a rookie last year. He definitely showed some promise, but if that's your number one slash two and two slash three going into into the season, I think there's a lot of reason to be concerned. Yeah, and you know, maybe they got something up their sleeve. Maybe they add a veteran or two uh, to the mix that who? provides who at this leadership. point? Exactly. I mean, you're talking about uh, you're not talking anybody. You're not talking difference makers. Um, I think you, I, I think you need to sign a veteran just to get a veteran. You know, if it's a Decker or a Wallace or whatever, is I mean, Paul Richardson, he's probably going to cost too much money because he looks at the receiver market right now. It's like, huh, two guys have signed for that much. I'm going to start shopping me around. So yeah, Watkins um, signed for three years and 48 million with 30 guaranteed, which is just an insane number for a guy who hasn't yeah. really been able to stay healthy. I was looking, you know, Paul Richardson's name has been floated to the Jaguars quite a bit in the last couple of weeks and uh a lot of you know sort of the projections were for him to get you know between like six and seven million a year and you're right i mean that's a guy who can say well look alan robinson is coming off of an acl injury and he's getting 42 million sammy Watkins is a guy who's been hurt he's getting 48 million i haven't had a ton of injuries i feel like i'm you know near that caliber of player so his price is suddenly going up and really if you look at his best season his best season in Seattle was essentially what Allen Robinson's down 2016 looked like. So it's not like you're getting a top end player there. And you know maybe maybe you kick the tires on a guy like Albert Wilson who's been linked to Miami. 
Obviously, he's not going back to the Chiefs. Obviously, he's not going to the Bears. Um, you know, but from the Jaguars' perspective, they, you know, they can't become so desperate that they, you know, overspend and because you know they, you know, I think they still have some other holes. I mean, you sort of need some help a linebacker. Uh, you know, you, you know, the Colvin situation has not uh, finalized yet, and you know, the corner market has been. I think this, the teams are just waiting to take care of offense before they move over to corners. Yeah, oddly quiet but, there. Yeah. So, but, um, but. Also interesting, you know, if you want, if you want to switch to Nor- Norwell here real quick, is you know, when you start opining about this on Twitter, it wasn't exactly a groundswell of this is the final piece. It was like, okay, um, I guess they're going to run it 50 times a game, which is obviously not the case. It, it wasn't exactly embraced, let's put it that way. Yeah, and this is not to knock Andrew Norwell because – I did my top 25 rankings, and I had him number three overall. I think he's a really good player from watching, you know, just a little bit of film on him. Sounds like he's signing a five-year, $66.5 million deal with 30 guaranteed, so it's a pretty expensive contract. And sort of the line of thinking is you have Leonard Fournette, who's sort of a one-cut runner. You, you know, you build from the inside out along your offensive line. You can run the ball better, but I still think going back to not having a receiver really sort of hurts that. But a little bit on Norwell. Played four years in Carolina, was undrafted coming out of Ohio State in 2014. Uh, 55 games, 54 starts for the Panthers. Has started all 16 games last two years and was in a first-team All-Pro uh, after last season. So clearly, you're getting a guy who's 26 years old, probably still ascending, probably you know one of the you know top guards in the league, and they're paying him like that because if you look around the league, uh, you know his. $13.3 million average annual salary. That's more than Kevin Zeitler got. That's more than Brandon Brooks, TJ Lang, some of the top paid guards who are closer to, you know, 10, 11, 12 million. So there's certainly, the Jaguars are paying a premium to get a good player. And it's admission that they maybe uh, screwed up last year. Um, you know, they felt they could cobble together with, you know, uh, you know, a center who they think is all world, which he's not, <laughs> um, you know, and, 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 you know, a couple of tackles. Um, you know, they obviously felt like that was a mistake because they needed to upgrade a guard. They went, you know, big time money to get uh, Norwell. Interesting. Uh, what I like about him is he hasn't missed a snap in the last two seasons. Uh, so it means he's durable. That was something this line had problems with last year. Everybody missed time. Uh, so, uh, I mean, he's a guy, you know, I'm getting, just digging in here with a uh, wild card game right now. So, they, they, you know, it, it's an admission that Fournette is a you know between the numbers runner, between the tackles runner. Yep. He's not a he's not a, a cutback guy who can bounce it outside. I mean, they tried to run some stretch stuff last year, it didn't go anywhere. I mean, if you want to get Fournette outside, throw him a screen. Uh, but I think what it does is give them some flexibility in the draft. Uh, you know, maybe maybe now in the top three rounds, they don't need to go guard; they can draft a future right tackle. Now they need to draft a receiver, you would think. Uh, but quarterback keeps on getting pushed down and down that draft board, I think. So, I mean, to me, the uh, Norwell, to me, the money I don't care about uh, because you can always make that work, and it's very tough to screw up a cap situation. But, okay, you got better at left guard, so you have to you know, give this, this move uh, high marks. Let me ask you about this. You say you're not worried about the money, which I think for a player of this caliber, you shouldn't be either. Uh, It does become a little bit of an expensive offensive line now. I think Brandon Linder has the number five cap hit in the league among centers next year. But asinine. Yeah. I think it's Travis Frederick, Travis Frederick, 
uh, Alex Mack, Marquise Pouncey, Ryan Khalil, and then Brandon Linder, who's, I don't think, in that caliber of player, but the Jaguars clearly see it differently. But there was all this talk, you know, sort of before free agency that, you know, the Jaguars couldn't make a run at Kirk Cousins because they've got to keep the money to, you know, sort of keep this defense together. Does signing Norwell to a contract like that, does that preclude, you know, sort of keeping well, Colvin this year and then sort of looking ahead to, you know, next year when they're going to have to make decisions on Malik Jackson, Clayus Campbell, uh, my guy Darius? Well, um, it does. And, you know, I, that, was a, that was a convenient narrative to defend them if they didn't do much. Right. But also Dave Caldwell said at the combine, hey, we got to go for it. Um, you know, this is a, you know, the window they think is open to reach the Super Bowl. Um, but it can't be good news for a guy like Dante Fowler. You know, what they're doing is if they're spending so much money is they don't have the luxury of pay backups. Dante Fowler's a backup. So I, I think it, it decreases the chances of them picking up his fifth-year option. Um, it, I think it decreases the chances of them re-signing Aaron Colvin. Uh, so the ripple effect crosses over to defense. You know, you get through this year, then you sort of, then you rearrange the depth chart a little bit. You know, Darius comes off the books. Um, you know, maybe you maybe you ask Millie Jackson and Clayus Campbell to take a trim a little bit. I don't think you I don't think you cut both, but uh, you know, it does have a little bit of an impact going forward. So what's what's next for the Jack? I mean, do you think they do actually go out and sign a veteran receiver? Is that something? I mean, it feels like they almost have to do that. Or is there another position yeah. that you think they should mine for first? Um, well, I think you, I think you want to get some, you want to get some closure on Colvin first to see, okay, if you can't bring him back, uh, do you just make the decision to wait? Um, you know, Scandrick is going to be out there from Dallas. He's got some experience playing inside. Maybe you go there. Um, but after that is I would sign a veteran receiver to a team friendly deal just in case you're at 29 and you're in, in, in the draft and the board doesn't fall your way. This is not like the old days when you're drafting five, six, seven in that range or even higher. And you're going to say, okay, there's, we, we really like three receivers and there's going to be two of them there. Well, you're drafting at 29 now, and you're, you probably don't want to move up because that will cost you. So it's, uh, I think it would behoove them to add a veteran uh, now and, and, and then also draft one and just create some depth. One guy we haven't really mentioned before we go, Mark Easley, what do you think his future is with the Jaguars? Well, I don't think it's here, uh, but the only the only chance I would give to that is the only chance the Jaguars thought they had a re-signing Al Robinson was the market opens, he doesn't it doesn't develop to his liking or what he thought, and then he circles back. That didn't happen with A. Rob. Didn't even come close to happening with A. Rob. Marquise Lee, maybe a better chance. If you're Lee, you're looking at this landscape saying, okay, if Sammy Watkins is getting this, I should at least get 75% of that. Okay, well, then he's out of the Jaguars' range. I think they, I, I think this is more of a declaration of them just wanting to start over at receiver. Wow. For a team that was, you know, very close to making the Super Bowl last season, it'll be interesting to see if, you know, that risk pays off. Definitely a, a very busy start to the negotiating period. Free agency begins officially at 4 p.m. Wednesday. That's when all these contracts can be signed. Uh, probably will be a busy portion of the week until then. Uh, Ryan will continue to follow it on Jacksonville.com and in the forward time. Gina, thanks so much for joining us today. All right, Phil.
just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts.